Imagine More is a weekly podcast that explores the stories, passions, successes, and failures of young, unconventional entrepreneurs. Chantel works to uncover the person behind the passion and unpack the ingredients of their entrepreneurial minds. What is it that makes them imagine more? Thanks so much for tuning in. We're really excited today to welcome Matt Thomas. Matt is the founder of Brawl for Cause, a nonprofit organization dedicated to training, equipping, and inspiring everyday people to literally fight for what they believe in. I can't wait to learn more about the organization, so let's dive in. Hey, Matt. Welcome to the Imagine More podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Of course, we're excited to learn more about your journey and what made you imagine more. And I suppose to kick things off, why don't we get started with a little bit more about Brawl for a Cause? And um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, So I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, my mom was obsessed with Sylvester Stallone. She had a a Rocky poster. (laughs) Uh, in her dorm room, um, you know, back in college. And then when she had me, that, that Rocky poster went above my crib. And so I, I grew up being a big fan of Rocky and um, I, I did some martial arts growing up, but my mom wouldn't let me compete in any sort of actual, you know, combat kind of sport. So when I got to college, naturally, I was looking for ways to exercise my independence and maybe rebel a little bit. So I decided to start boxing classes at the University of Georgia. And I got really into it. I uh, started looking around for competitions to be a part of. And what I found was there were competitions out there, but they were for people that had been fighting since they were little kids and that had their eyes set on the Olympics or, or on becoming pro. And, you know, I was really just doing it as a, as a hobby, as something that was you know fun. And I didn't want to walk into the ring with these, these guys that were just going to tear me apart. So, you know, I, the more I looked around, the more I realized there, there really wasn't an outlet for hobbyists like me who, who liked the sport, but didn't necessarily want to do it, you know, all the way. Um, and so I, I decided to start a boxing event just for University of Georgia students. And the thinking was, you know, we, we could get first timers in the ring together. So everyone's kind of in the same boat and we could raise some money for charity while we were at it. So the first Bulldog Brawl was back in 2012. And uh, since then, so about six years, we've done 10 events. We've raised a little over $300,000 for charity, and, and, and the model and the organization has evolved a lot over that course of time, uh, which I'd love to talk about. That's amazing. That, I mean, 10 events, that's huge. Are they all local to Atlanta and still within the Georgia community or, or other places? Yeah, so in college, uh, it's really where we sharpened our teeth and, and figured out what Brawl for Cause was and what we wanted to do. So it started out as being a traditional charity event, you know, one big thing like a car wash or a bake sale or a gala benefiting one cause. And our cause was uh, Hero for Children, which benefits children in Georgia affected by HIV and AIDS. And 
as we started growing, what, what I realized is we were selling a lot of our tickets through the people competing in the event. You know, naturally people want to come out and see their friend do this crazy thing in the ring. Uh, but we were also selling tickets through people who just wanted to support Hero for Children. And there's that community or that, that cause marketing kind of aspect to um, what we were doing with Bulldog Brawl. So um, what I did is I, I entered a business plan competition. And, uh, and instead of doing the model that we were currently uh, marketing, which was this, you know, one big charity boxing event for one big uh, donation check at the end of it to, to Hero for Children, what we did instead is we allowed for each brawler, each participant in the event to choose their own charity to fight for. And as they were training, they were also doing a fundraising campaign for their chosen charity. So now we were getting the same benefit of people in that network that wanted to buy a ticket to come support their friend, but we were also tapping into, uh, let's say 29 other causes. If we had 15 fights, 30 fighters, uh, we had 30 different causes that uh, were benefiting from this event and had incentive to, to roll out our ticket link or our donation link to their community. So we were getting in their newsletters, we were hitting their mailing lists, and our attendance started going way up, our donation total started going way up, and the, the, the organization and, and the event really uh, gained a lot more traction when we opened it up to allow people to fight for what they believe in. I think that's so unique and such a an interesting um, kind of twist to that traditional model of charities that you see. I think that's genius that you guys have incorporated a lot of different things that you know, the people actually participating are passionate about. Because I imagine that invigorates them even more to spread the message as opposed to just that singular cause. And, and you and I can see the business benefit, but really the, the beauty of it is you, you will never see someone train harder or fight harder in the ring when they're fighting for something they personally believe in. A lot of these people who sign up to get punched in the face aren't just signing up because they're, they're, they're lukewarm about their cause. They're, they usually have a really strong connection to whatever it is. It's, it's a family member that's been affected by a disease that they're fighting for the cure of, or it's a friend that was injured in the line of duty when they were overseas, or it, the stories just go on and on. And, and in these 10 events that we've had, some really incredible, powerful, moving stories have come out of it that have inspired others to sign up for what they believe in which is my favorite part of the, the whole thing. That's amazing. And then, I mean, just generally, I imagine everyone that attends are learning about perhaps 30, you know, 29 different organizations that they'd never heard of. And now they can, you know, perhaps explore more if they wanted to. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So our, our last event um, was our biggest by far. It, it was uh, February 17th. It was on the field of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We had the whole field to ourselves and we had 1600 people come out to watch these everyday people literally fight for what they believe in. And what we decided to do, and this is the first time we really executed well on it, is we, we dedicated an entire chunk of that field to the causes. So each cause has got the, each cause got their own booth on the field where people could, could go up and watch the fight and, and see Brian Mood fight for Burt's Big Adventure. But then they could, you know, after the fight, they could go over to the Burt's Big Adventure 
booth and learn more about the mission and, and learn how to how to get more involved, how to go to Disney World with these kids and and volunteer to, to make sure they have a great experience or or whatever the case may be. So it, it was a great way to bridge a big population of people that that are philanthropists and are, are willing to support worthy causes, but may not have the awareness of certain ones uh, before the Brawl for a Cause event that uh, that they would have liked. And, and a lot of people have become more involved with causes like City of Refuge, who's become one of our big partners through the last couple of events, uh, just because they didn't know about it before Brawl for a Cause. And because some of our more prominent fights have been benefiting City of Refuge, now they're they're volunteering every weekend. They're um, donating a percentage of their paycheck to that cause. And, and there's you know measurable impact coming from these events, even outside of the, the four or five hours that we actually put it on. It's amazing. We're, so I think I'm kind of getting into the weeds with some of the logistics, but I think it's really fascinating how you've built this. Can you dive a little bit into how the fighters are selected? You know, do they get nominated? Do they, you know, have you had any trouble finding people to participate in these 15 fights and get punched in the face? <laughs> there, there's really a, uh, a line drawn um, <laughs> between the first nine events and, uh, and the most recent event. So, um, for the last five years, it has been me going person to person and being like, Hey, Chantel, like, I really think this experience would change your life. And I, I, I know you care about this cause a lot. And I know you talk the talk and tell people about it. I know you walk the walk and you volunteer and you write a check, but if you take it to another level and if you fight the fight, that much more impact and that much more uh, goodwill will come from you partaking in that experience. And, and when you're on your deathbed and you look back at your life, um, you're, you're going to be able to say at least once in my lifetime, I stood up and I fought for what I believed in. And, you know, the first, uh, I guess, 200 people that, that came through our program got some version of that that pitch. And it was me going one-to-one trying to get people to see the value in this and, and step out of their comfort zone and into the ring to fight for what they believe in. But in this last event, that that flipped. And we had over 100 people apply to get a spot in this event. And, um, and, and that was really endearing to see because pe- people are starting to see that... Um, that a lot of good can come from this and, and a lot of personal development, a lot of development for their cause. And, and so the, the way it works now to answer your question is uh, you can go to brawlforacause.com and you can apply for a spot in the event. And once that application is in, you'll get a call from our team. We'll learn a little bit more about you, about what cause you picked, about why you picked it. And, uh, and we'll help you craft that, uh, that story so that you can launch a campaign to earn a spot in the event. So this whole, this whole brawl for a cause experience, experience is a meritocracy. You, you really get what you put into this. So when you create that campaign, the more that you um, uh, work to, to send that campaign to your, your network or, or get your cause involved and get them to send it to their community, the more awareness you're gen- going to generate and the more pledges uh, you're going to be able to garner. And uh, the, the way a pledge works is kind of like Kickstarter. You're mm-hmm. familiar with, mm-hmm. with Kickstarter? Yeah. So you, you, you say, hey, if we uh, reach our goal, which is me getting a spot in this event, then uh, your pledge will turn into a donation. But I need you to commit donating $50 or $100 or $250 uh, 
uh, for me to earn a spot in this event. So you're going around to your, your people, you're saying uh, what you care about, why you care about it, and that you're willing to get punched in the face for it, and that you need your help, their help to get into uh, the position to be able to do that. And what we've found is that a lot of people are willing to support someone that's willing to put themselves out there like that. Uh, so after you uh, garner all these pledges and we choose our Brawl for a Cause class for that year, um, those 40 people will get all the benefits of our organization. And, and what that entails is um, you get eight weeks of free training through our partner, which is X3 Sports. They have five locations around Atlanta. So no matter where you live in the metro area, you're going to have a convenient place to train for free as many times a day as you want leading up to the event. They also offer discounted one-on-one -on -one training. So if you want a coach uh, that can work with you individually, and be in your corner on the day of the fight, you can do that in an affordable way. We also give you all the equipment that you would need. So wraps, gloves, mouth guard, um, any kind of uh, you know, defiance fuel water or pre-workout supplements or protein. Uh, and all of that comes from our sponsor. So you get the training, you get the equipment, and then you also get the inspiration. So we, we have motivational speakers, we have life coaches, we have uh, personal branding experts that come in and tell you, how to craft your campaign, how to uh, brand yourself and market your, um, your your campaign for your cause in order for it to resonate with, with your friends and family and your cause's audience uh, to get the most out of that, uh, that fundraising part of all of this. And, uh, and really, that's the heart of this. It's, it's not about whose hand is raised at the end of the fight. It's about that journey. It's about what kind of personal development you go through as a brawler about how much funds and awareness you can raise for your cause because you're doing this for something that's bigger than yourself and really everyone wins the second that you step into the ring because you overcame that fear uh, you got out of your comfort zones you got into the ring and uh, that's a commendable thing um, regardless of, of like I said whose hand is raised at the end of it. that's amazing so you've mentioned a few times Matt that this year was so different than the previous 10 you know nine events um, and you're scaling a company. So what do you attribute that rapid growth in this last year to? It is all about the brawlers. So what, what a lot of causes do, which is absolutely needed and, and that I respect is, is they, they help people in the most need. It's, it's people without homes, without food, without access to medicine. And, and it's, uh, organizations that that make that singular need their mission and, and that is absolutely needed and there are people out there that are really good at doing that brawl for cause is different what, what we have decided to do is we're focusing on the one percent of people um, that uh, <laughs> already have the the network and the resources to be able to create real change but we're investing in them to um, to, to be those advocates, those champions for those causes, to, to inspire other people to follow in their footsteps and to, to uh, further the change that just they, they can make. So um, you know, the, the people like the, the CEOs, the celebrities, the, um, the, even the everyday people that have strong networks around them, those are the influencers that are, that are going to be able to inspire other people to make change. So we're doubling down on, on, on those influencers and trying to make them um, even better influencers for their cause. And 
uh, to answer your question, the, the way that we book Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the way that we were able to quadruple our attendance from our last event was through our brawler network, our, our the, the veterans, the people that have gone through this program that, that uh, had, had this experience touch them and, and change their life that, that really came back and, and gave back to the brawl to, to make this happen. And, and one in particular, a guy named Sam Konigsberg, had gone through the entire life cycle of a brawler. He came to the first Atlanta event as an attendee. He bought a few tables for his clients uh, and had a good time. The, the next year, he signed up to fight. He fought for City Refuge. He conducted the most successful fundraising campaign that we had had to date. And, uh, and he, he headlined the main event. He uh, won by technical knockout in the first round and uh, effectively hung up his gloves. He retired, but he, he decided to come onto the board to help us scale Brawl for a Cause nationwide and then, and then internationally. And, um, and, and when he did that, uh, that's when he helped me look at this organization that I started differently. Um, a, a lot of the times founders will, um, will be limited in, in their vision because they, they remember it as this little infant baby thing that they started and uh, different perspectives and, and, um, and other skill sets can come into the mix and, and help reshape and, and, um, and redirect the trajectory of, of where that organization can go. And Sam Konigsberg is the key person that has, has helped me um, think about how Brawl for a Cause could That's grow right. differently. And so he, uh, he helped us book Mercedes-Benz Stadium um, we signed uh, a deposit check <laughs> that was significantly more than my personal <laughs> net worth. Uh, so you know, talk about pressure. If, if that event didn't happen or if we somehow uh, you know, failed, that would have effectively bankrupted me. Uh, and, and that kind of pressure is where uh, I, I really excel. So um, we, you know, we signed that check, we got to work, and, uh, and, and the whole experience completely changed um, not just the, the organization and, and where we're going, but also uh, my life. I mean, the, the, working with a massive organization like Arthur Blank Sports and Entertainment, which, which owns Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Falcons and United, I mean, that in and of itself was such an incredible challenge <laughs> and, uh, and a great learning experience um, that, that helped us kind of see what the big leagues are like and, uh, and where we want to go. That's amazing. Well, kudos to you. you. You touched a little bit on the trajectory of the company and, you know, nationwide, which is super exciting. And knowing that you started this in college and it is, it has a charity component. Um, I would love to learn a little bit more. Have you ha found a way to monetize this in a more traditional sense or, you know, you're, you're working and doing a few other things on the side to make this a reality? Great question. Yeah. So for the last six years, this has always been a side project, passion project, my, you know, five to midnight kind of thing. Um, so I, I have been a full-time student or uh, an employee at a tech startup. I, I work at both Sales Loft and at Roadie while I've been building Brawl for a Cause. This last event allowed me uh, to, to not just see Brawl for Calls differently as something that I could do full time, 
Um, but it, it inspired me to, to live out my passion, to, to, to see Brawlford Calls for what it is as you know, the, the reason that I'm on this planet and to double down on it, whether or not, in, uh, whether or not it, it makes financial sense. So I, I will still do some freelance work on the side, but I am full-time in Brawlford Calls. And, and my primary objective is to scale it so that we can donate a, a billion dollars through our charity event model uh, in my lifetime. So um, we are less than 1% of the way there, which is uh, motivating and, um, and a little daunting, but I, uh, I'm excited for that, that challenge. I think it'll be uh, an interesting journey uh, to, to donate a billion dollars through everyday people literally fighting for what they believe in. That's exciting. So your mom, you touched on her at the beginning and how uh, she was always a little timid for you to get into any super physical activity. Have you been a brawler yourself? And um, what does that look like? (laughs) So um, the very first Bulldog Brawl event, you know, I started this because there wasn't an event like this that I could compete in. So so I planned this event, but I couldn't compete in it because I was planning it. I had to work behind the scenes. And most of the people that fought in that first event were, were my friends. They're people that, I, that were in my network that I, um, you know, could convince to, to try this thing out. And uh, out of the, the, the 44 people that signed up to fight, we had 22 bouts in the first event. Out of the 44 people that fought, you know, not all of my friends ended up winning. And, and some, of them, <laughs> some of them really got their, their butts kicked. So I had a little bit of guilt for getting my friends into this this mess. And I, I decided that I needed to fight before I, I kept planning these events. I needed to make sure it was a good thing and I needed to walk in their shoes before I, I decided to, um, to keep doing this. So I signed up, uh, I trained for three months. I, uh, I, I ended up competing and, and had a really positive experience in my first bout um, despite an injury. And uh, I decided that it was worth doing. And this injury re- required me to um, get a shoulder surgery sometime after my, my first bout. And, and while I was recovering from the surgery, you know, I, was, I was spending a lot of time on YouTube and Instagram and all, you know, like just Netflix, just kind of um, recovering. And uh, YouTube recommended a video to me. And uh, it, it was titled, what is chess boxing? And I, I, you know, a similar question kind of popped in my head when I saw chess boxing. I was like, okay. So I, I clicked on it. And what I saw was a, a relatively new sport uh, played out in, in front of me where, where you're alternating rounds between the board game chess and the combat sport boxing. And I had grown up playing competitive chess. I stopped when I was 11, uh, but I, I continued to play casually through throughout my life. And, and in college, obviously, I, I found boxing. So I, I saw this sport as a really cool combination of two of my passions. And, you know, I was sitting there in an air cast for, for my, you know, for my shoulder, uh, recovering from surgery. But I, I told myself then that, um, you know, if, if I get back into fight shape, and if my shoulders can handle it, that I want to compete in one of these chess boxing bouts someday. And we'll fast forward two years from then, and, um, and, you know, I, I'm 
healthy. I'm in good shape. I'm sparring with all the brawlers that are preparing for the brawl at the Benz, the, the last event that we had. And I, I thought to myself, you know what? I, I think it's time. I, I, I feel confident in my shoulders. Um, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. I'm, I'm 28. And if I want to do something like this, I should do it while I'm young and not keep waiting and say someday and, and then be too old and, and, not, and never be able to do it and have one of those deathbed regrets. And, uh, and so I reached out to the founder of Chess Boxing, uh, a guy named Maipe. He, uh, he is Dutch. He, he's based in Berlin, which is also the, the headquarters for Chess Boxing. And uh, when we connected, he told me that currently Chess Boxing is only in Europe and Asia. And if I wanted to compete, I would have to come overseas and, and, and do that. That There's nothing in the United States. And I said, okay, well, you know, if the right opportunity comes up, I, I'd be open to that. And he said, well, we have the Amateur World Championship in July in Calcutta, India. And no American has ever competed in the World Championship. So you would be the very first. Would you like to, to represent the USA in, uh, in Calcutta? And I said, you know, like, <laughs> give me, give me a night to, to sleep on it. Let me think about this and I'll get back to you. And I, I, I tried to sleep that night, but I really couldn't. And I, the next morning I called him, I said, I'm, I'm hundred percent in. And, uh, most of what I thought about that, that restless night was, uh, our brawlers. What, what we do is we lead our, our everyday people, these people that sign up through this eight week transformative kind of journey. We, we give them all this training, all this equipment, all these workshops with these inspirational people to equip them and inspire them to, to be able to fight for what they believe in. And I, with others, have, have crafted this journey for them, but I haven't walked in their shoes. I, I haven't done it myself. And, and so I don't know from experience whether it's uh, the, the best that it can be, if, if there are ways that it can be made better. And I saw this chess boxing opportunity as a way to be able to, to walk that brawler's journey myself. And so eight weeks before the, the chess boxing world championship, I announced to, to our brawl for a cause community and to my friends and family that I would be uh, taking a brawler's journey myself and, and competing in this. And of course, my mom was devastated. Um, <laughs> And my, you know, my friends were like, what, what are you thinking? Like, what are you doing? Do you want to end up, uh, you know, back in surgery? Do you, uh, are, are you sure you can handle the, the chest side of this? Are you sure you want to go up again, you know, all the way to India where, you know, God knows how the healthcare is and, and whatever else. And are you sure you want to do this? And I said, nah, it just, it feels right. And, um, and, and it feels like what I'm supposed to do. Uh, and, I've really had to to eat my own dog food here or drink my own Kool-Aid because I am terrified. I, I'm flying all the way across the country or the, the world to to go compete in a tournament against uh, people from 13 different countries, all of whom have chess boxing experience already. They're in the world championship. The reason why I qualified is because I'm the only person from the United States that that is stupid enough to sign up to do it. But, but everyone else has, has qualified because they, they have won chess boxing bouts. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm going over there very much an underdog, very, very much a fish out of water. And um, the, the only thing that is, is keeping me committed and, and motivated is 
that I am doing what our brawlers have done. I, I'm putting this cause, this thing that I believe in, before myself. As long as I go through this journey, as long as I raise funds and awareness for Brawl for a Cause, this whole experience will be worth it. It, it, it will be a success when I step into that ring. And, and even if I get knocked out, even if I get checkmated, uh, the, the fact that I went through it and the fact that the Brawl benefited from it uh, is what makes it all worthwhile. So, um, you know, I am a week out from leaving for India. Uh, the, the actual world championship is July 27th through 29th. Uh, and I think this will air uh, before then. So uh, if you do want to see what the heck chess boxing is, uh, you, can, you can check out uh, World Chess Boxing Organization on Facebook and they'll be live streaming the, the tournament. Uh, or you, like I did, you can you can Google it or YouTube it and, and watch some of uh, the chess boxing matches that are online and, and just kind of see what it's like. Um, but it is it's it's very entertaining. It's very different. Uh, if anyone out there has watched dodgeball, um, you, you remember ESPN the Ocho, where all the obscure sports from around the world uh, are broadcasted. That this is definitely one of those sports that would have been on ESPN the Ocho. It it is it is out there. Um, <laughs> That's that's what uh, attracted me to it, and and um, and I've been training really really hard the last seven weeks, uh, both you know in the ring and and on the board, and, and I'm feeling confident as confident as I can feel, <laughs> um, and uh, and prepared to uh, to take on this challenge. Well, we will certainly be cheering you on and tuning into the live stream, um, but I think that's really exciting and, and super brave. I just have a couple more questions to wrap things up, Matt. Um, is there anything you wish you knew when you first got started on this journey as an entrepreneur? I'm really glad I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, had I known how difficult the uh, the whole experience with Mercedes-Benz Stadium would have been, I probably would have never signed that check. Um but the, the, there's something to be said for just uh, taking the leap and, and building your wings on the way down um, that I, I think every entrepreneur should take to heart. It, it, just because you don't know every single thing that goes into building your business or, or um, following your passion doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Just because your business plan may have some holes in it or may feel incomplete, if, if you if you tap into your gut or if you pray about it or, or whatever process you go through to, to feel um, sure about something, if, if it checks those boxes, if it passes that test, um, you should go for it. You should take that leap because at least in my experience, every time I've done that, every time I've felt, yes, this is, this is where the universe is pulling me. These are where the omens are pointing. Um, it has it has been one of the most beautiful, challenging, growth-inducing experiences of my life, and brawl for a cause is really the impetus for all of that. Um, I, I, you know, if I could go back and and kind of shake the 21-year-old version of myself that started brawl for a cause, uh, and 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 tell them like, you know, in six years you're still going to be doing this, and oh by the way, it's going to be full time, and you're going to have donated over two hundred thousand dollars through one event at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, there's no way that that kid would have believed me. Um, but if you're listening to this right now, the, the version of you in, in five years, the, the future you 
uh, could be saying the same thing. So if you're if you're kind of staying awake in bed, still thinking about that uh, that venture or that that passion project, and um, and you can't get it to go away, that's a sign. And and you should really spend some time getting to know yourself and and um, and and asking yourself and asking God and and whoever else that that you trust if that's what you should be doing. And and chances are, uh, if you if you go all the way in, you, you won't be sorry you did. You'll, you'll at least learn a lot through the experience. Definitely. That's great. I, I certainly echo what you said and that it's challenging having a company and starting something and growing and you learn so much, but at the end of the day, it's all, it's all worth it. Um, last question for us is when is the next event? How can we help? And, and what's the best way to get in touch if people want to learn more? Yeah, so the, the next event, we, we do every event kind of like um, January, February uh, of, of each year. And there have been talks about doing it more frequently, but for this year, we're, we're really expanding what we do. We're focusing less on live event expansion and going to Nashville or Dallas or LA or New York and, and replicating the model there. And we're focusing more on making this Atlanta event the best it can possibly be and creating more content from that live event. So we want to track the entire brawler journey. We want to get to know Chantel in the red corner and what cause she picked, why she picked it and follow her through putting on her gloves for the first time, feeling awkward in front of the heavy bag, uh, sparring for the first time, getting a bloody nose, doubting, you know, that, that she, why she signed up for this and then recommitting to it because of her cause and, and going through that whole life cycle all the way up to uh, her actual brawl. Um, and, and so the, I think the future of this uh, organization is, is doubling down on, on the, the magical part of this process, which is the evolution of the brawler. It's, it's who they were when they started, um, you know, having the courage to sign up and then who they turn into from the experience and, and capturing that whole story, capturing that hero's journey. So uh, expect a lot more content from Brawl for a Cause in the future. And, uh, and when our next event comes in early 2019, um, I would love for some listeners from this, this podcast or, or, or more people in the Atlanta community to apply to be a brawler at brawlforacause.com and to, to, to see for themselves with firsthand experience how this experience can, can change your life and make you a better version of yourself. Well, we are excited, and um, I I may have to just gain a little bit more courage before <laughs> I sign up, but um, either way, I'll be there, and we'll be cheering you guys on. So thanks so much, Matt, for being on the show. We really appreciate you sharing some more about Brawl for a Cause. Oh, it was fun. I, I really appreciate the opportunity, and uh, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you at the next event, whether it's in the crowd or in the ring. <laughs>